Like I don't really quote anything from the Bible. I'm just very, very quiet in my faith. And so I question that for some time. So starting to get more into this routine that I'm developing, it's really helping me bring more of that into my business and sharing about my faith and Hello my routine. Hello and welcome and to, to the Christian Women in Business podcast show. We are an online community of Christian women in business and we are aligning our businesses with God. I'm your host, Sarah J. Meeson, and I wanted to create a platform where women can come to be inspired, to learn from women who have been there and done that, and know what it's really like to run a business as a Christian and what it means to them. I would love for you to join us as we get into the meat of the word, share the love of God, and grow our businesses like never before. For more information about becoming a member, visit our website, www.christianwomeninbusiness.com.au. Looking forward to sharing these podcasts with you and helping you to grow as a leader and a business owner like never before. Good day and welcome to the Christian Women in Business podcast show. It is turning to be a little bit cold and wet here in Australia. As we're recording this podcast, we just had uh, Cyclone Debbie pass over up north and we're getting flooding, but luckily down here in Sydney, it's sun shining and it's 20 degrees, but I'm still in a scarf and jumper after our heat wave over summer. So today we have a beautiful lady on the show that is part of our community. She is a foundation member and she is all the way from the US. It's so, so exciting that we originally thought Christian Women in Business was going to be Australia thing because there's so many like... Uh, business groups and what have you in America and we were like no it's time for us to start one in Australia so we did that but then everyone loved what we were doing which was totally awesome and people from all over the world have joined so it's absolutely amazing what God has done and how he's bringing us all together but I'm really really excited about today's guest so mum wife and business coach for fearless entrepreneurial women this lady's approach is infused by her passion for spreading empowerment to women so that they truly can have it all by keeping their priorities in check which is faith family and business in her free time you can catch her trying to keep up with her son reading the latest nicholas sparks novel or any anything personal development related, binge watching Netflix, can totally relate to that one, spending quality time with her family or daydreaming about sitting on the beach or soaking up the sun and sipping a margarita. Welcome to the show, Kyla Brizzy. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for this warm welcome. And I'm super excited to be here. This is so cool. So you've been a foundation member. Um, How are you finding the community? Oh, gosh, I love it. I probably am not able to get in there as much as I would love to be there at this point right now with so much going on. But I dive in, I check into the group every so often, I'm in the platform, the women are really supportive. And I love that there is such a variety of women in the community and a variety from all over the world, which is amazing. And I love that you mentioned that it was originally designed for Australia. But so many women really just fell in love with your mission and what you wanted to do and wanted to be a part of it. And quite honestly, when I, um, when I actually found you on Instagram, 
And I'm like, oh, this looks really interesting. I want to be in the know of what's going on. So it was really exciting for me. And so when I got the email with all the details, I told my husband, I'm like, I got to get in on this. Like, this is no brainer. (laughs) So I was really excited to jump in and be one of the founding members. And, you know, really, um, you know, I'm really excited to see what's going to be in store for all of us and for the community. Awesome. Cool. Well, it's lovely to have you a part of it, even though we're on different sides of the world. And because of Skype, we can connect, which is awesome. Yes. So tell us um, a little bit about your story. So um, how did God bring you to where you are today? Take us through that. Oh, goodness. So my story. um, So I'm actually a serial entrepreneur. I have been an entrepreneur now for over 10 years, actually. And so I really craved that freedom of running a that running a business would provide for me. And after nine years of struggling to conceive, I gave son to um, or gave son, I gave birth (laughs) to my miracle son. Um, And it was just one of those things that you know, it really just kind of hit home for me. I had just returned to work for maternity leave and I absolutely hated being away from him. I was sad that I was missing out on all his important milestones because I was stuck at my nine to five. And literally within a couple of months of being back to work, I began researching different businesses that I could start that would replace my current income uh, with you know, basically little to no startup costs. And so I thought about being a blogger because I love to write and I like to just share my story and really just inspire and empower women. And so I was doing research around there and I just kept praying to God, like, you know, just give me a sign, like, just, just tell me what I'm supposed to do because I know I'm meant for more. I just don't know what, like, what is it? And interestingly, I happened to be on my lunch break, um, actually doing my motherly duties because I was nursing at the time. And I was scrolling Facebook and stumbled upon a Facebook ad for a business coach. And it intrigued me. So I went to her Facebook page um, and kind of did some digging around and then to her website. And after going through and reading it, it just really hit me like this is exactly what I was meant to do. And that was where I was really first introduced to the world of coaching. And shortly after that is when I kicked off my business and really just came out of the gate swinging and, um, you know, went to town and started my business. So it was just kind of a, a surreal moment where me asking for that sign. And I finally, that was my, my sign as I was scrolling and just randomly on a Facebook ad that I would have never normally stopped and read ever. So it was just kind of interesting. So I, uh, I blame that one on the big guy upstairs that that was my, that was my sign, my divine download and intervention to, uh, to what I'm doing today. Wow. That's awesome. All in a nutshell as well. so what type of women do you coach I love working with women uh, obviously women in business but I typically work with women that are in the startup phase or anywhere between mm, anywhere up to like three years into business and they're really struggling to have some clarity Uh, they're really looking to get insanely visible online they're struggling with making sales they are not really sure how to do the marketing and find their ideal clients. So I really walk them through all of the basic steps of really getting your business up and running and, and getting all those systems in place so that they can really kind of start having their business on autopilot as much as possible. So they really can enjoy being with their family, doing the things that they love, you know, whatever that may be for them, but really being able to balance between their faith, their family and their business. So 
I work with a variety of women, fellow coaches and consultants. Um, I've worked with um, a photographer. I've worked with other online service providers, women in direct sales, MLM. I've worked with boutique owners, small businesses that have online exposure. So I think I've pretty much worked with about every industry possible <laughs> in the online space. Which makes it really fun for me. So my my job, quote unquote, my job is never dull and boring because none of my clients are the same. I don't specifically work with just coaches. I love having that variety and working with their age range of women that I work with makes it even more fun for me because every age range has their different, uh, their different problems and different things that they need versus the other one. And so I always get to put on different caps all the time. And when I switch gears with coaching clients, and get to see who I get to be for the day and who I get to help. And um, it's just a lot of fun when I get to do that. That's awesome. So um, what are your five tips of your craft? My five tips of my craft. Let's see. Let's dive into visibility because that's probably one of the biggest questions that my clients always have. And for me, it kind of starts with your visibility because once you get visible, you're going to start um, – positioning yourself as an expert. And then with that expert status, you're going to get leads. Those leads are going to turn into clients and those clients are going to turn into sales. And so visibility is kind of like that, that foundation. So five tips that I would have for visibility, which are very simple, very basic tips, but is the foundation of getting you going. It's really determine who your ICA is. So determine who your ideal client is, or at least have a general idea of who you plan to work with. Uh, even for me, it took me several months to figure out exactly who I really wanted to work with, but at least I had a general idea and that helped me hone in on my marketing a little bit better. Okay. So, um, just before you go on to that, if someone's just starting a business and you say, okay, you need to work out who your ideal client is. Um, what, what is that? Like, is it someone, can you just give us a bit more of what that is? Sure. So your ideal client avatar is actually a fictitious person that mirrors an actual person in real life. So it's actually typically someone that is realistically you. So a former version of you anywhere between like three to six months ago to anywhere between six to 10 years ago. And people always get all hung up about this ideal client avatar and thinking that they need to create like this completely different person. But the reality is, is that you're trying to help people through something that you generally have gone through yourself previously, and you're going to attract people that are more like you than anyone else. So trying to create an avatar that is completely different from you is just not even going to work. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Like, it's just not going to work. Your vibe is going to attract your tribe. So the closer to your ICA that it is, that's going to resemble you or even like one of your best friends or a really good family member, the better it's going to be for you. And you can start by doing like for me with coaching, I did free coaching calls to really kind of help me figure out who I wanted to work with and what, uh, what topics I wanted to start with. Cause I actually was thinking of doing life coaching and business coaching, and I didn't really know which direction I wanted to go. So I did free coaching. And then I also did market research and I did a questionnaire and had people fill out a questionnaire. And from the ones that really intrigued me, then I asked to hop on a phone call with them and dive a little bit deeper. And so it was kind of an evolving process for me, but honestly, where I started is exactly where I recommend my clients to start is really just look at you, a former version of you and start pinpointing different things, different characteristics that really hit you to your core. 
And so I recommend that they actually find five non-negotiables because when you go through your avatar, you know, you're going to pick out where they live, how old they are, how many kids, and all those other characteristics. But the reality is, is you're not going to have every single client that fits that avatar to a T. But when you have these five non-negotiables, those are the core values of your ideal client. Those should stay the same no matter who you're talking to. And as long as those five, minimum of five core values stay the same, then you know that you're on the right track and you're talking to your ICA. Yeah. Awesome. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Thank you. Um, you're welcome. So tip number two is identify your hook. And so what I mean by your hook, it's your superpower or, you know, basically what you want to be known for. And this is something that can also be a struggle for some. And so what I typically recommend for my clients is that they write down anything that they're inherently good at, um, what really comes natural to them or what comes natural to them now because of years of working or years of perfecting that skill or that craft. Ask people what they think you're really good at. And just kind of start compiling a list of all the things that everyone's recommending or what they're noticing about you and look for those common trends. And when you start to see everything line up, you can very clearly identify what you're really good at. And that is going to then become your hook. And so your hook is going to help you stand out from everybody else because it's what you're going to be able to uniquely do. So even if someone else is really good for example, let's say at marketing, the way that you do your marketing and the way that you teach your marketing is going to be, be totally different than anyone else that teaches marketing. Yeah. So find your unique you, I guess. Yeah. Find your unique you. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Find your, find your uniqueness. Yeah. And n- number three is actually find your unique voice and use it. Ah, cool. So, <laughs> yeah. So, when I started, I saw that so many women were sounding like other women and it was because they were following them. So, you know, <laughs> anyone was like Marie Forleo, like Marie Forleo used to say juicy a lot. And so when I see someone that says juicy, I'm like, Oh, they uh... probably follow Marie Forleo. <laughs> right. So you start to mirror like those mentors that you um, are learning from, from afar and you start using their voice. Well, it becomes very inauthentic to you. So you want to stay true to you and use your normal language that you would normally use. Use those quirky words. Like I ha- I use random quirky words that probably no one ever knows what they mean, but they're true to me. And so I use that unique voice and um, really make sure that no matter what I'm putting out there for content on the online space, that it always has my unique elements in it. And then part of finding a unique voice is really standing up for what you believe in, not being afraid to, um, ruffle some feathers, so to speak, when you really are passionate about something and something really bothers you, or you want to take a stand for something like use your voice. And that's really going to actually help you share. Uh, the next tip I have for you is really just sharing your story. So when you're using your voice, you're able to share your story in a way that really is going to attract and, um, really be relatable to your ideal client and, and so think, you really want to oh sorry I was just gonna say um I think now people actually fear being who they are and sharing their unique voice um they do I don't know if it's because of comparison or because they feel that who they are isn't enough so for example if you're a cake maker and you, you know, you don't just make delicious cakes, you do awesome decorating as well. Like, how can you put your personality into that brand? And what makes you unique about your cakes? 
But I guess because there's so many cake makers out there, people become quite intimidated and think, well, I'm not good enough, when in fact they are and they make the best cakes ever. Um, What do you think is stopping or creating that fear and how can women kind of get over that, do you think? I think the one of the biggest things like with sharing your story that I've noticed with a lot of my clients and even just women in my community is they're so afraid to share their story because they don't feel like they're unique. Okay. They don't feel like they're they have anything worth sharing. Like they just don't think they have anything to share at all, which is funny to me because every second of the day you could potentially have a story that you could write about, which is funny. And especially if you have kids, I mean, there's always things you can talk about with kids or when you have <laughs> pets or even a significant other. Like there's a lot of times that I share stories about my spouse of things that he said, especially because we, we are from different backgrounds. Um, so we, we have, <laughs> uh, he's from Africa and from, I'm from the United States. So we have those cultural differences. And so it always makes it very interesting in our household all the time. Yeah. So I use that a lot of times through my story. So I think one, it's they don't find that they're unique and they have anything to share. But the other thing definitely is comparison. They're afraid to share their story, that their story isn't good enough yeah. or that it's going to be impactful enough because they're, you know, for example, let's say they don't have these huge numbers to share or these huge results to share. And that's okay because everyone's on their own journey. And when you're speaking your truth and sharing your story, your people are going to be able to connect with that. Totally. And so it's, it's one of those mindset shifts that you really just kind of have to make. And, and so God part of sharing your story. Like, God, yes, like, exactly. It's kind of like you have to have no fear because God's given it to you. And when you kind of yeah. put it onto God, it doesn't matter because you're just like, well, God's going to love me anyway. Um, exactly. No matter what my story is. And there's always, even if you're having it tough, there's always going to be someone who can relate to that toughness that will go, yes. I get you, sister. <laughs> yes, yes. I mean, every time I've shared a story, I have never not had anybody relate to it, like ever, no matter what it was. Even when I share my stories about my nine year infertility journey and I share them in entrepreneurial groups, like it's totally unrelated to my business half the time, but it's so relatable and I can connect to a lot of women. They just, they connect to you. Yeah. So one of the things that I always share, like when I get ready to share a story and, and I'm looking at whether I want it to be more visibility in nature where I just want to engage, or if I want it to be more connected to my business, I really look at how does this, how does this impact my, my ideal client? How is it going to benefit them? What do I want to teach them? Or what do I want to, you know, what's the purpose, right? Do I want to teach them something? Do I want to connect? Do I want them to really just kind of have like this aha moment, like whatever it is. So I'm looking at that purpose behind it. And that helps me identify and pinpoint certain stories to share that are going to be more impactful than some of the other ones. And maybe some of the other ones I'll share later down the road when I fine tune them or things like that. But really getting over the hurdle of sharing your story is that it's really a part of you and you're owning your truth and owning who you are. And you're, you're sharing the good, the bad, and even the ugly sometimes. And the more real and raw that you can get with your ideal client, the better it's going to be. The more they're going to be able to relate to you, the more they're going to be able to connect and see your flaws. Like everyone wants to make, they all want to see that you're human. Like you're not on this pedestal. You're not perfect. And so when you show that you really are uniquely flawed, but you're still perfect in God's eyes, it, it makes you relatable, makes you more human. And they're just drawn to love you. And so that is one of the, like the biggest things for me that I know, like when my, when I need that mindset shift and that's what I share with my clients is just 
thinking how it's going to impact your audience. Yeah. How is this story going to help them? And another good way I always of- think as well is it's not actually about you. Yeah, exactly. And once you get over the fact that it's not actually about you, it's about your clients, and uh-huh. that's another profound confidence that comes. Well, yes. it's not about me; it's about them. So, exactly, yeah. the message behind the story is is more important than how you feel yeah. about sharing that story. So that's the other thing I look at. It's like, what is the message behind it? Is this message more important? You know, and I've been sharing really vulnerable stories in my community, and you know, they're just eating it up, and I love it because it's it's actually really freeing for me to just be so open and just be like, you know, here's me. I'm not perfect. I make mistakes. You know, this is the funny thing I did today. Here's the really stupid thing I did today, but I'm laughing about it. Here's what I learned, you know, hard lessons. And I just really kind of share it all. And they just, they love my authenticity. They love that I'm just really real and they can connect. And that's so powerful. And I don't even remember who shared this quote. But I think I heard it first from Marie Forleo is that facts will tell, but stories sell. So your story really sells people on the idea of you and what you have to offer. That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. Um, Sorry, I we think went we way off one, track. No, that's okay. <laughs> no, you're fine. I was trying to think. I think we have one more. And so the last one really ties in with the, the last two, actually, is really to just be authentically and unapologetically you. Show those quirks. Share the ups and downs. Share behind the scenes. Just just really be you. Let them know what you love to do, what you hate, what really bothers you. If you are like me and you use really weird, quirky words, use them. Um, there's times that I don't always have my hair or makeup done and I'm okay with that. Right. So my community knows that they may or may not see me all done up, but either way I'm going to show up and I'm going to deliver amazing content. Like I don't need to have this perfect image for them that I'm always so perfect. And that that's how you have to be in your business. I'm very real with my, with my community. Sometimes my son pops on, sometimes I have to yell at my son and correct him when I'm on a live stream. <laughs> you know, the dogs will be barking, the husband will pop in, like, it's just very real and raw. And so they get to see all aspects of my life. And it's just me being authentic. And it's, it's so freeing to just be myself and not have to be so perfect to try to be someone I'm not. And it's the same thing for my clients. Like they just, they literally just feel so free. Like the weight is just lifted off their shoulders when they're just really just being themselves. That's awesome. I love it. So um, how do you personally, and thank you for sharing those tips. And actually, before we go on, I should cover back over them. So we've got number one, who is your ideal client? Number two, identify your hook. So what do you want to be known for? Number three, your unique voice. Um, you all have a unique voice, so use it. Um, number four, don't be afraid to share your story. And number five, be authentically and unapologetically you. That was a mouthful. I think I got it. Yes, you did. It's perfect. (laughs) So how do you incorporate God into your business? Sure. So what I typically do every day, which in full transparency, my fingers are always crossed that I can do this before my little man gets up and I start my day. But sometimes it has to wait till he goes to my sister's for daycare. (laughs) But as part of my routine, I do my daily prayer and meditation and that's really just my like downtime with God to really get myself centered and balanced and ready to start my day so that I feel less like a hot mess <laughs> and more of a success and really can just focus on my clients and what I need to get done. When I don't have that time to really sit down, 
and do my, my quiet time, my days are more rushed. I'm less focused. It's just, it's just not a good situation. So that's one of the ways I do that. Um, I've actually recently started doing Bible study, which has been really fun for me. I'm actually a cradle Catholic and I actually never learned how to do Bible study. So this is very new for me. And so my husband and I are actually doing Bible studies together and we're, we've been trying to do it every day. So I've been diving into that and learning more, um, really more about really just understanding the Bible as a whole, which has been really fun for me. So that's been included in. Yeah. And so as I'm going through this process, it's helping me really evolve and share more of my story of that. I am a Christian entrepreneur because I was actually afraid to call myself that for a very long time because I never really felt like I fit into um, the image of being a Christian entrepreneur, because I'm just so very quiet. I'm not evangelistic. Like I don't really quote anything from the Bible. I'm just very, very quiet in my faith. And so I question that for some time. So starting to get more into this routine that I'm developing, it's really helping me bring more of that into my business and sharing about my faith and my routine and going to church and, um, what I learned in my Bible study. And so I share that with my community and with my clients. And then in addition, what I've actually started doing is, um, I'm actually working on getting my Christian, uh, getting certified as a Christian life coach. And so I'm bringing that element into my business so that I'm a little bit more certified than what I am. Right. And really be able to help create that space for the women that I work with. Cause most of the women that I work with are Christian women. I do have some that, um, that I've worked with in the past that are a little bit more on the spiritual side that don't have, they don't believe in God as their, their higher power. And so this will allow me to really kind of tap into that a little bit more and just really understand, um, how I can really serve them the way God intends me to help them. Right. Rather than me just kind of being, you know, unsure of what I'm doing a little bit. So it's been a new and evolving process for me to really kind of tap into that. So I'm excited to see where all that's going to go as time goes on. And I, I really learned to embrace this a little bit more um, than and what now, I have in the past. Yeah. And now you're like part of a business church too, essentially. Like that's yeah. what we've tried to make Christian <laughs> women. Um, and someone said it the other day, like I haven't mentioned it yet. Someone said it the other day, oh, it feels like I'm part of a church that just is a business church. I'm like, yes, like yeah. that's been our goal. So <laughs> yeah, that's actually really good. And, and honestly, I've learned a lot in the community, uh, you know, from the other women and just being around these other women that are so open about their faith and so comfortable in the faith, because even though I'm comfortable with my faith, it's not something I'm used to sharing so openly yeah. in the realm of my business. Yeah. And so it's been new waters that I'm, that I'm treading and in, in stepping into. And it's been really fun and exciting for me, but, um, it's baby steps. And that's, you know, that's yeah. the best thing to hope for is just those baby steps that I, as I'm getting going, that I'm going to be able to share more and be more comfortable with sharing everything. And you just, wait. It's just yeah, <laughs> it's just really exciting. I'm really excited for it. That's awesome. So what's your Bible verse for this season and why? Uh, well, let me first tell you, let me back up. (laughs) So I actually chose this year as uh, a word for the year is fearless. And I really wanted to have that because I wanted to really just be fearless in my business and just take the risk and just not, um, just really have no regrets with what I'm doing. And I want to just kind of just go full throttle and just see where my business was going to go this year. And so (laughs) 
interestingly, my favorite Bible verse that actually ties with it, which most women usually do know, is Proverbs 31, uh, verse 25. She is clothed with strength and dignity, and she laughs without fear of the future. And the reason that those go hand in hand for me is because it really embodies everything that I believe. And it reminds me to just be fearless in pursuit of my dreams and just laugh when things go wrong yeah. and just keep on going. And so it's just, it's so perfect that I chose fearless. And, and that verse is just, that's my go-to whenever I'm having one of those bad days. It's, it actually has become one of my like personal mantras. I just repeat that <laughs> over and over. It's that one. And the other one that I always say um, is I can do um, all things through Christ who strengthens me. So anytime I'm just like really scared or something just not going my way, like those are my two go-to. And I just repeat those over and over and over until it calms me down. And then I'm like, okay, let's get back to work. I can do this. Um, <laughs> uh, and that's so, yeah. So I guess really I have two and I don't even know. I honestly don't even know what that Bible verse is. The other one, because it's just one that I just use that's okay. all the time. We can find it and put it on the show notes. Oh, good. Yeah. Perfect. I know which one you're on about, and I don't know off the top of my head either. I know. I don't. I'm surprised I don't have it because I actually have like a bunch of them on my on my wall behind me when I work, so that I can read them when um, whenever I'm feeling impatient or whenever I'm having some anxiety. I have certain quotes from the Bible or Bible verses, and I read those when I have these certain feelings come up, and so it helps me kind of get back on back on track and refocus. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. And so you should as well. I actually have created my own prayer wall um, and basically the same as you, just written down scriptures for confidence, for strength, for fighting, yeah. like if we need to fight that day in prayer, uh, over leadership, like, and, you know, you forget, like you just get so busy and then before you know it, you might be in a hole of negativity. Like if you have it on a wall, yes. you just walk past it, you're like, oh, yeah. The wall, yep. the wall of greatness. And you can just yeah, read it like, and you're like, oh, awesome. Okay, I'm all good now. <laughs> yes, yeah, which actually I didn't think about that. So that would be another way that I tie uh, tie it back into my businesses with those, those you know, scripture verses that are all over my back wall whenever I'm having those moments of doubt or just really struggling, you know, stress, frustration, you know, fear, whatever it is, I have them that I can read through and I can just take yeah. a moment to you know, just be still and just read it and just reflect on it. And if I have the time, I do some journaling to um, really just get those thoughts out of whatever's going on and move on from there. That's awesome. So where can our listeners find you? Sure. So I spend most of my time actually in my online community, the Fearless Entrepreneurial Women Facebook group. So they can join me there if they'd like. Otherwise, I am on all the major social media channels uh, under the username Kayla Brisi. Awesome. So it's really, really easy peasy to find me. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. And also, we will make sure that links to your um, directory profile and to your website are on the show notes. So listeners, if you want to get in contact, you can, you know where to find um, Kayla. That's awesome. Do I say your name differently in English, like England English? You say Kayla. You're, I say Kayla. You're fine. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Oh, I actually have a, a lot of Canadians time. that uh, pronounce it the same way that you do. So Kyla. it's... Yep. Yeah. And it's fine. I answer both ways. <laughs> <laughs> what does Hubby call you if he's from South Africa? Uh, well, he actually has an African name for me. So he doesn't ever, very seldom does he call me by my first name. <laughs> so is it, can you say the African name or is it oh, gosh. the podcast? 
No, it's uh, it's a matter of me being able to pronounce it. That's the funny thing. So he calls me um, uh, Dragale. And basically it means like his sweetheart. Oh, that's so cute. And, yeah. And I probably butchered it and I probably didn't say it exactly right because it's in his African dialect, but at least that's my version of it. <laughs> the Australian version of that is bubs. <laughs> <laughs> that's too cute. <laughs> and in England, it's duck. <laughs> Hello, ducky. Oh, my duck. Anyway. All right. Aww. Let's wrap it up there. <laughs> cool. Thank you so much for coming on the show. It's been wonderful to interview you. Um, we just uh, pray that God will keep blessing your business and, you know, you'll keep finding more of those ideal clients. And as you grow in your Christian walk, that God will just keep propelling you forward. So we appreciate all that you've done and uh, for this time for us to interview you. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. That's all good. Cool. All right, listeners. Thank you for listening in. It's been a pleasure to have you listen in. Uh, Feel free to share um, this podcast with your friends and subscribe to iTunes. We would love for you to share the love and we'll see you next week. Bye for now. Sarah Jane here. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. We'd love it if you could please share this podcast with your friends. Please rate our podcast on iTunes. And for more information about becoming a member of Christian Women in Business, head over to our website, www.christianwomeninbusiness.com.au. Catch you next time.